the Spencer Muse podcast. We're with one of my short-time friends, but a good friend, uh, Daniel Vanderpool. Hello. Um, him and I worked together very briefly um, at uh, ProTX Services in Elmsdale. That is a kind of a multi multidisciplinary physio clinic that has you know physio, massage, and Cairo in it. Um, and he, I was his basically, I was his assistant, and nice. he was a physiotherapy resident. Yeah, still um, am. Yeah, still are. Still oh. am. Yeah, until I That's finished that uh, next exam. When when is it? Do you it's, know. Uh, yeah. So they just sent out an email, and um, so they pretty much ask you what dates you want, and I I want uh, I want to try and get it done beginning of December. Yeah, that's good. But yeah. then I would have to wait like another six to ten weeks to hear back from the results. But yeah, once you get the results, you're officially a physio. Right. Yeah. Um, that kind of sucks that they uh, they had that whole dispute right. with uh, the. Is it with was it with the test because it was the validity of the test? Yeah. It, so it's um, it's been so normally you take the test like uh, really shortly after you finish school. Yeah. So you would you would probably be practicing like two to three months and then you would take take the test just so you get some like clinical experience. Yeah. And then uh, so once you pass that practical exam, then you're uh, physiotherapist, like a licensed physiotherapist. Okay. And in the meantime, you need like um, you need a supervisor. You're not able to do everything that um, that you learn, just because some of them, some of the maneuvers are like a bit, just a bit more risky, and just take like a bit more supervision. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. it. It screws up your uh, like you get paid at a lower rate if you're a physiotherapy resident, right? Don't yeah. you? That's <laughs> yeah. a big time Gen- suck. Generally, yeah. Employer uses that, uses that against you. Yeah, that's right because oh, it's a title and you're not as qualified. <laughs> right. Yeah. Garbage. And so, yeah, so like at, at the beginning, every time I like talk to a patient, I'd have to introduce myself as right. a physio re- physio resident. I noticed that when we worked together, and I was like, "What the heck?" Like I was like, <laughs> "I don't know what." But then he kind of talked about it, and I was like, "Oh, these these test guys are basically I don't know they they took way too long, and they kind of." I felt right. like I don't. I wasn't in the situation, but I felt like they blamed it on COVID, and they kind of use it. Right. They kind of use it as an excuse. <laughs> right. So, so the first time um, it was delayed because just just because of COVID, they, yeah. they were trying to figure things out. Yeah. Uh, what to do? Um, yeah. And then so it got delayed by a couple of months, um, and then after that, uh, they had uh, they they were gonna try it again, but they had uh, like major technical issues during the exam. So in the, in oh, the really? middle of the exam, yeah, they actually had to stop it after like the first station just for everyone just because oh my god they (laughs) they didn't test it properly yeah um so that was uh yeah that was fully on them and then they um that was this whole big thing because people take time off of like a lot of time off of work to prepare for this exam to study and stuff right study sometimes 10 weeks and they don't really they don't really work that much yeah during that time Mm -hmm. Um, and um also after your fail like you, you have three attempts uh, for this exam if mm-hmm. you fail the first uh, time in Ontario uh, you're not able to continue practicing until you finish until you pass that exam so oh, wow. some people were in that situation that they failed the first time and then they had this whole COVID oh period where so it's basically like work. a year plus right yeah so they just had to find like a different job oh in the meantime my God. <laughs> it's a big yeah it was a big mess and usually how is it uh how often are tests? 
Um, so I think they're every three months. Mm -hmm. um, but before you get your test results back, you would have to reapply for another exam. So it could take like up to probably six to nine months before to you take it, it again. Twice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Guess they don't make it easy. No, but yeah, uh, but yeah, then they had another. So then they delayed it again. Um, so it's been a year and a half now, probably. And there's about I think there's about four thousand physio residents, or three to four thousand physio residents that are currently waiting to become physios in Canada. That are probably going to take this test in right. December, early December. Yeah, so they they try and do small groups now. Yeah. So fifteen, so so it doesn't crash. Yeah. Now, um, is it all online? Or is it um, some of it? I know there's a practical part, but is that in person because of COVID still, or what? Right. So uh, at the beginning, they were talking about uh, just doing it online because hey, of the unpredictability of right. COVID. Yeah. Um, but uh, then they were then they changed their mind and they said that uh, they want to hold just uh, small group uh, tests in like clinics within province. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's what they're gonna be doing now. It's tough because. It's a like Canadian exam, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And there's so many like different provinces, especially now. There's so many different rules, where in between provinces, it can be hard to like coordinate. Mm -hmm. Kind of, are we doing this in person? Are we doing this online? Say mm -hmm. us, we're we're pretty kind of conservative. Like, say we get you know 250 cases, we get up to that number. Uh oh. <laughs> But then yeah. say, and then say, you know what I mean? What happens right. that's two weeks before the test? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Does it still go through? Like, do you do guys do online? So I, I understand it's kind of a headache. But at this point, it should be in person. There's practice. Like, you're not going to treat everyone online. Right. And I, I mean, I'm practicing exactly. right now, right? So in like person, in just person wear the time. masks. and. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like, all working out, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Anyway, hopefully <laughs> anyway, you, you get it. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, not to talk too yeah, much no. longer about it, but uh, they uh, um, they tried it out again just for preparation for December. Yeah. And they, had some, they had some technical issues again. Again, but yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll see how it plays out. There'll be technical issues all the time, especially, like, could they even plan for this amount of people doing it? At once, all well, online, yeah, stuff's gonna crash. Yeah, yeah, they just didn't prepare for it at all. Um, I don't know. And especially if they were like questioning the validity. Yeah, actually, there's a systematic review that came out about that, and yeah. pretty much saying that the OSCE is not that the OSCE is what what the exam is. It just stands. Yeah. What What does it stand for? Uh, anyway, it's some kind of objective, uh, like an objective measure of your competence. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty much saying that it's not, not a valid method of <laughs> testing what it's supposed to be testing, you know, th which is the safety and the kind of overall competence of the physiotherapist. Yeah. yeah. The safety yeah. of the of the population and the competence mm -hmm. of the physio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll probably take, take some time for that to change, I'm assuming. Yeah, they had all this time and they didn't do a thing, I guess. No, they, didn't I, do th they, didn't do, they didn't do a thing right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that was their kind of main. I mean, they had a year and a half, like you said. Right. Like, do something and make the test valid, especially yeah. if it's online. How valid is it really going to be? <laughs> yeah, I know it's a practical test. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be. Yeah, it's like right. what what's probably going to be harder, just an online test or a test in person? Yeah. A test in person. 
right? Autistic person. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not all about harder, but what's more. What's going to be more relevant to the situation mm. that you deal with every every day as yeah. a physiotherapist? How, what is the most uh, yeah? What, what's the most valid way of testing kind of how good you are as a physio? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, they, they without going too much further into it, no, but uh, they uh, they they do benefit quite a lot from it, right? It, it's two thousand dollar per test, so they uh-huh. it's in their best interest to keep yeah. everything going the way it's been. And I think there should there should be something like that. There should be a test to test people's competence either e- even after they kind of graduate physio school, right? Because I think some people graduate and they they don't really know like what they're doing. They probably shouldn't be physiotherapists at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's not saying down the line that they can redo the test and get it. But some people just aren't competent, don't have like, um, are, are basically unaware of the patient's well-being sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of miss things because they're so uh, bogged down or like busy or, or stuff like that. They may miss like an important, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to have like a check-in. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. And is there, is there anything like that? Um, it's a really good question. <laughs> you don't know? So. No, no, I know. I always say that uh, I just relate it to driver's test. Mm-hmm. I believe like so wholeheartedly <laughs> totally. that there should be a check-in driver's like test. Like how many, like every few years, you think? It's like every decade. Every decade, yeah. Like it doesn't need to be a lot, but right. you, there's nothing. Like once you're <laughs> 16, you're okay. And until something happens, you're, you're exactly. fine. Exactly. Right? It's yeah. so, it's not proactive at all. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandparents uh, just got in a car accident. Nothing bad, oh, but okay. they, in my opinion, like, I don't know if they should be driving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But no one's, no one's going to tell them no. Yep. Now they're telling them no because they got in an accident. Right. And it was their fault, basically. Not yeah. Everything's fine, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so they're good? They're, they're, they're all they're fine. fine. Yeah, no, but it was their fault. That's the oh, thing. Okay, right. And they're old. They're kind of a little slower and stuff. So mm-hmm. are they the best drivers? No, they're not. <laughs> but what's the line? Like, is there a line? It's basically a judgment line. And they you, right. they don't want to give up their license. Like, no, no mm-hmm. one wants to give up their license. Right. With that comes so much this. So freedom. much independence, freedom right. that you do. Right. When you're 16, you get your license. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just get all this freedom, and you're like, yeah, I'm not staying at home with my yeah. parents. I'm going for a drive. <laughs> but it's the same thing when you're old. It's the negative aspect of that, where you're like, damn, I can't just go for a drive. Right. I can't just go get groceries. Go see my grandkids. Or exactly. My kids. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a little bit of your freedom just gone, basically. Right, and. I, I guess after that, like you're you're going to be much less mobile after that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, right. You, you yeah. Can, you may not be able to walk all these places that you mm-hmm. that you normally drive mm-hmm. to, right? So, so like just car and stuff is the their main form of transportation. Right. And, and not everyone may want to take the bus, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where my grandparents are. But yeah, no, right. I totally agree. This should be like a kind of checkup test. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You think every yeah ten years since. Like, like it's, it doesn't yeah. have to be yeah. like every two years. That yeah, people just, like just get annoying. Out. It's yeah. fine. I'm sure you know me. You, you just drive. It's fine. It'd be easy. Yeah. But uh, no, or there should be like or like once you turn sixty, and then every five years or so, I don't know. I don't want to age discriminate right. in this culture. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's hard because um, there's some. I mean, you you must have seen it too. Exactly. Like there's some fifty year olds they 
they'll present like you, you you won't believe that they are 50 years old exactly. or 60 years old you don't believe that they actually are 60 years old uh -huh. then there are some yeah then same same counts with like 80 year olds some some 80 year olds they may not look like or they may not present like the 80 year olds but they mm -hmm. may present much younger than that, what they actually that's why it's hard it's so hard ages. to do things by age right like you could have a seven-year-old drive better than a 25-year-old easily yeah <laughs> easily like that happens probably all the time but it so i don't know i just think it should be like kind of every 10 years or something every five years i don't know something like yeah. that anyways we're getting off topic that's uh <laughs> so yeah i hope you do well on the test um yeah, two thousand dollars. That's a price. It's around that. Yeah, hefty price to pay. Yeah. Um, so. But if you pass, I'm sure the pay scale more than makes up for it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In in some way, at least yeah. I don't have to say introduce myself as a. Resident I know. Anymore. So you have to do that. <laughs> I have to do it every time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That right there alone. Every time, imagine that. <laughs> I have to carry around a little. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't want to get that off. I saw that you the little name tag that says physiotherapy resident, right? Right, yeah. No, that sucks right there. Yeah. <laughs> get that off me. Um, but yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, and I think even though patients, you can speak to this more, but I think patients may unconsciously or consciously judge you based on that title, mm -hmm. which it really doesn't mean anything. Right. So yeah, a big thing is gone is that like the therapeutic relationship with the client and yeah. like that plays a big part in their recovery. Mm -hmm. So if right. right away you start out by saying that right. you're or by sounding that you're not you may not be quite as qualified as someone else they could be seeing, then that, that like breaks breaks that relationship a bit. That mm -hmm. makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You almost have to build build it back up. You have to show them that you're able to to uh, to do what to, to do what help like right. what could help them improve their pain and mm -hmm. yeah, condition. Yeah, it's almost like right sometimes, do you ever get that where you feel that you say, oh, I'm a Daniel, I'm a physiotherapy resident, and you sense that they don't trust you fully or they might look to see someone else? Um, I've, I've had, um, most people are pretty good, pretty mm -hmm. good with it. Yeah, they, uh, they are pretty okay with me seeing them. And mm -hmm. they, um, you just, You'll just notice that they ask more questions. I think, uh, kind of, just to test you. In a way. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's fair. And they, I guess I guess if you don't know anything, uh, I mean, if you don't know what that title means, then it's fair to kind. Of, it's, it's always it's fair, fair to, to ask, ask questions. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 Especially if you, yeah. like, you kind of say you have to say basically right away that you're a physiotherapy resident. Right. Yeah. Do they have to? So they have to give consent for you to treat them. Yep. Yeah, they do. Yeah. As a physiotherapist, I guess they do, but yeah. you're th they kind of do before. Yeah, they sign. Them? They say they sign some intake information that. Uh, okay, so they don't with treatment. you currently. Uh, they do, but uh, I just said I need to take that extra it. step. Yeah, because oh, okay. it doesn't say that on the forms. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Just when you're like, what other interaction in life are you like? Hey, my name's Spencer, and I'm a doctor. Hey, like, you know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you show up at a doctor's office, you obviously know you're showing up at a doctor's office. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you don't, don't need to, to say you're a doctor. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with it. I totally agree with it. But I do, I do like, kind of get the feeling that people may 
you know, like you said, ask more questions and stuff. But once you mm-hmm. say, once you kind of prove your knowledge and competence, basically, yep. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yep. Um, I probably just had one person who asked for someone else. Yeah. Um, I th- and I, I I believe it was because I was a physiotherapist. Yeah, because I was a physiotherapist. Just, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, no. But um, I, I think it was more so that they didn't want to believe that their issue was a little... A little worse than what they had hoped for or thought. So right. they were asking for, yeah, like another opinion. Anyway, okay, it's fair, fair too. Um, let's get into some clinical questions. I know I don't want to get too like touchy on people's information and stuff. Like obviously, don't give away people's whatever you want to do. But uh, um, what? How? How have you found adjusting going from school to? A clinic. I know in school that you did a couple placements. Maybe you could just talk about that kind of. Right. I know you're in the hospital and then the clinic. Kind of just contrast those two workplaces kind of at first. Right. So uh, so yeah, as part of uh, the Canadian um, physiotherapy uh, schooling, you need uh, five week, five six week placements uh, to show to show that you're able to com- to do the to do the like practical skills that you learn in school, mm-hmm. uh, you have a you have a supervisor that works at the clinic or at the hospital, um, and they are pretty much assessing your competence. Um, so my first three were actually at a hospital, and then my last two were at a private clinic. Okay. So first one was at the QE2. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the ICU <laughs> as well as um, on a med surge floor. So it was. Um, wow. It's pretty intense, right? Yeah. Start. Geez, right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, but it was really interesting. Um, yeah, I just got thrown right in there and with uh, the supervisor, obviously, right at yeah. the start. But uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, yeah. And the second one I did at the IWK, um, and I was all over the place there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, outpatient orthopedics, uh, inpatient cardiorespiratory. So right. Yeah, it, kids with all kinds of. All kinds of conditions and injuries. Uh-huh. So that was really interesting. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, something I noticed uh, at that point was that, I mean, I, I was always curious as to how much I would like to work with kids because I, generally I, like, I get along really well with kids and I enjoy working with kids. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I worked at a, like a soccer camp for a summer and that was, was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I I knew it was going to be different like at the IWK, but I just wanted to see how different it was. Um, so that's when I noticed that um, I would feel—I mean, not to not to sound like an, <laughs> like an awful person, but I, I would feel worse um, if I couldn't help a kid. Like I, if I wouldn't make like, an impactful, uh, yeah. If I didn't have any like true impact on a kid, mm-hmm. kid's recovery, than if it was like someone, someone a little older, mm-hmm. right? That. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it was that, and then um, I guess there the parents are obviously like more they're they're really involved. So oftentimes you are there are two people that you have to like talk to in different ways to explain what's going on and just to make it's almost like treat tr- having two patients. Right. Way, right. Yeah. You're almost. You can speak this more, but I feel like you would almost be like a. Like a counselor, kind of. Yeah, it's two different languages when you speak to the kid, yeah, and the parents. Yeah, basically, it's not. 
and it's relaying information kind of between the both parties, basically a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so at first, uh, what I what I would do, I would is I would talk to the parents first about like what I'm planning on doing and what I, what I think is going right. on, what I'm planning on doing, and uh, why I think it's the best thing to do, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that they're they're feeling comfortable with it first, and then I would relay that into like more lame, even more layman's terms to the kid, and just in like a no, like a, like a sweeter voice. <laughs> yeah. Just in a, just in a more, tr- yeah, just um, kind of to win, win the kid over, make him feel as comfortable uh, as possible with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the third placement was? Third placement was in Cape Breton. Oh, was wow. in Sydney Mines. <laughs> oh my God, I have a friend from Sydney Mines. Oh yeah? Um, I always say it's like a different province up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It was so oh, have you such a good experience. Were yeah. you ever up there before? Uh, not before. No. Wow. I actually went last weekend. What a shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more shock than the than the like IWK or the hospital going up there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was there in the middle of winter for first oh, of all. Wow. So I went there at the when did I go there? January of twenty. And that was in a hospital up there? Uh, that was in a neuro rehab clinic. Oh, so right. that was really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah. how, what would you do there that was different, say, from the hospitals and, mm-hmm. say, um, you know, regular clinic? Right. So, um, so there were, so most patients that I would, that I would be seeing, they had some kind of they had some kind of neurological issue that brought them there in yeah. the first place, or yeah. they were uh, they were coming there from um, from a, like more intense neuro um, neuro floor from like a hospital, yeah. um, and they were just trying to kind of reintegrate, we just tried to reintegrate them into life, uh, right. into normal life, uh, just a bit more. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes people post stroke, uh, uh-huh. we saw them, we saw them there just to regain some. Um, better motor control to train the balance and to improve their walking. I think confidence. that's super cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love. I when I was in school, I loved motor control. It's probably one of my favorite classes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I love it. And like, um, I think it's just so fascinating. I think there's so much that we don't even know mm-hmm. about uh, the brain and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like once you. St- kind of dive and there's so much variety I assume you saw this but there's so much variety in patients in those patients probably than anywhere else that you've been because everyone yeah you get most people probably with strokes but some people you get brain traumas Mm -hmm. you know other brain injuries which are to me fascinating It's, it's obviously horrible but it's fascinating that it's people can relearn these skills yeah and yeah sometimes it might be more difficult but i saw my grandmother had a stroke like a while while ago she's fine Mm -hmm. um and it's fascinating she can do some things really well the same as before but other things she has no idea like date and time no clue yeah she might think tomorrow is like or christmas is in like two weeks but remembers everything like that's basically the only issue really sometimes she might forget you know the occasional stuff but she's fine basically um i think that's so fascinating because 
like you said, kind of and like I said, the patient variability in their condition is so different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and with that come also um, like once you get to that age where yeah. where you're more likely to get a stroke, yeah. you're you're likely you're likely suffering from other comorbidities as well, such yeah. as. So some things that could have actually like caused a, caused some of the stroke, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, like high blood pressure, or mm-hmm. I mean, you you have to like just take that into consideration. Just you know, when you when you get them up, that you like have to do mm-hmm. like all the precautions that you would have to take before that. And mm-hmm. um, oftentimes, like their sight isn't sight isn't the best. Um, yeah. And um, sometimes unrelated to the stroke, their memory beforehand wasn't the best. Uh, exactly. So now you, have to, you have to deal with that too. You have yeah. to just constantly assess if they actually if they learned or if they if they took over kind of if they um if they learned what you told them like the week before or the day before so you kind of has to have to test them in a way yeah because it come it really comes down to their safety um, yeah often right yeah i guess that would be a tough thing i guess their baseline or like pre-injury mm-hmm. i guess this is really in all in- instances but it's so subjective how how do you judge i guess there's a lot of trust between you and the patient at any point, but, oh my, you know, my knee used to be like this. You don't know what it was really like before. Mm-hmm. Is that sometimes hard to deal with? Yeah, you so. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was that was hard for sure. Um, yeah. Especially if they didn't have any family members that really, that really knew, that were close enough to Ex- know. Yeah. Oftentimes, um, we had like during the initial assessment, we had um, another family member there as well, just so that they're able to just give their perspective on things because mm-hmm. um, because that, that could be very helpful mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, obviously, if they if they suffer a stroke, they may they prob- they may not remember yeah. or they may uh, they, mm-hmm. their judgment may be uh, a bit clouded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just may not be quite as accurate. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's super cool. Um, yeah. and the fourth and fifth placements were where. They were in a uh, orthopedic private uh, orthopedic private clinics. So uh, cool. one of them was in Truro. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was in Truro as well. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one so. at a life mark and the other one at Physio One. Okay. Yeah. Both in Truro. Both in Truro. Cool. Yeah. Spent uh, yeah spent uh, ten weeks there last summer. Now. Going back to Cape Breton, you stayed up there? Yeah, I stayed up there. Okay, cool. So that was six weeks. Yeah, they kind of yeah. set you up there? Yeah. Okay. Um, what about or I, I set myself up. Okay. Yeah, I got an Airbnb there Did for, you? Cool. for six weeks. Yeah. That's hilarious. The sweet, uh, really sweet, like, elderly lady. She was Oh, awesome. So That's funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think I really had to cook really like many meals <laughs> like she really? she would just give them all to me wow know? that's that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. no they're really nice at their Cape Breton though oh, so nice yeah did you yeah. get out and do any exploring or any hikes up there um I so I went in the middle of winter so that was a, it was a tough time we had a yeah. couple of big snowfalls there yeah uh, so mostly <laughs> mostly I just went to the gym and back yeah and to placement and back that's right um <laughs> It is, they do get a lot of snow up there. I went uh, this past year yeah. in, like, March. Oh, my God. There was probably five feet of snow on the side of the roads. Me and my buddy snowshoed up this mountain, and sometimes our feet would go down, and they're right up to, like, our hip. Oh. It was huge. It's yeah. huge. And, and then you come back to the city, there's no snow. Nothing. That still fascinates me, coming from, not coming from Canada. Yeah. Like, that, that amount of snow. 
It's a lot. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. And we don't even have mountains here. Like imagine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been out west or anything? No, I have not. No. Yeah, it's I haven't been I've I've only been to like Edmonton. Yeah. But yes. uh still the Vancouver and stuff, there's yeah. the snow on the mountains is insane. It's yeah. basically sometimes it's all year round. Wow. Like how how big of snowfalls would you get? Oh, I'm not sure. I have no idea. But there's still like you know, more than one foot of snow yeah. on mountains, I'm sure it differs a lot, but obviously it's higher, so it just snows all the time there, basically. But, uh, yeah, I know. Okay, um, so you were in Truro. Um, those were 10 weeks? So, uh, yeah, that was in the middle of COVID, so that was last year, June to August. So we just right, short- okay. they, were, they were just shortened it by a week. So it was oh, 10 okay. weeks in total. So normally okay. there would be six weeks. Yeah. Or... Yeah, but they shortened it down to five weeks. Okay. Yep. Um, and then we worked together. We did. That was fun. After that, yeah. yeah. Um, so then you came right from, then you graduated and you went right to ProTX, correct? Yeah, so I tried looking for a job for uh, for, for a couple months. And, mm-hmm. and there, were, there was not much just because of the time. Uh, it was like right. the middle of winter and um, there were a lot of people that graduated at the same time. So there was a lot of competition that way. They all wanted to yeah. something close by, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, so, yeah. But, yeah, ProTX, uh, yeah, they accepted me. Nice. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been working there since February 1st. Yeah. Um, I remember... Who was it? Oh, yeah, I was with Dan before you. I totally <laughs> forgot that. Um, um, yeah, that was a fun time. Uh, how How was your experience out in Elmsdale? Probably very similar to Truro. Uh, in terms of, like, client? Yes. Clients. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty similar, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Um, was the integration hard between... I know you you were still and you're still a physiotherapy resident. There wasn't there was a lot thrown on your plate early. How long did you say how long do you think till you were like, Okay, I kinda got it? Right. That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I know it's always it's always you're always kinda learning and it's such a busy job where there's so much on the go, and you're seeing multiple people at one, multiple people at once. But, you know, was there a time where you're like, "All right, I kind of got things." <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, so I I mean the the first few months were definitely uh, yeah like the most stressful. Mm-hmm. But you know what really helps? You really helped. Oh baby, <laughs> you, you were so uh, there. It is so you have such a calm like presence, and you're yeah. just so chill about it about yeah. everything and that was that was really helpful like brought me brought me down quite a bit when uh, when it yeah. came to you know just normal first of all just normal conversation with the client and like telling them what, what I think is going on and uh-huh. you know, just seeing how you interacted with clients just really uh-huh. helped <laughs> it's really helped me yeah because the, the placements they were like intense you always had to like prove yourself right you have to right. prove what you what you can do but right yeah yeah the way I look at it and looked at it when I was working there is that they're coming to see you. Like, you're not coming to see them. Yeah. You're in demand. It's basic supply and demand. You're in demand. They want you. They want someone to look at them. Right, yeah. So I don't think you have to prove anything. Basically, you just try your best to help them, and that's pretty much it. 
Race, yeah. Um, they wouldn't be there if they didn't want to see you. That's yeah. how I look at it. So, yeah. I mean, you're, points, you're yeah. basically, you start with a leg up, race, I think, okay. in yeah. the race. Yeah. There's no, you know, anything. But, points, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed you were, like, a little bit, and I'm probably going to be this too when I graduate Cairo school, probably a little bit uh, jumpy and, like, kind of fidgety, like, yeah. a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I think patients can notice that. So that's kind of a big thing. If you could, if you were to improve that, say right away, come out of school. I know this probably doesn't happen with anyone. Come out of school, boom, you're kind of cool, calm, know what you're talking about, and can relay that quickly and efficiently to the patient. Right. I think that's it. It is you a win huge them over. step. And in your mm -hmm. case, you took some over. Um, from right from Dan. From Dan, yeah. right? So people, you took stuff over that people were used to seeing him for the longest time. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do that again? Go, uh, yeah, that whatever. Fine. Cleaning lady, friggin' yeah, <laughs> wipe the door down a We're okay. Um, one time, quick abbreviation, one time I was in here, you think, all right, you're in a room, take the mask off, you're fine. See these curtains around the outside? Yeah. I lowered them today because the lady would always come back and say, oh, you have to put your mask on all the time. And we were just having a conversation oh, right. even all the now. time. Even, even now. Even now, okay. What? <laughs> I don't think you need a mask in here, but... Uh, and you can take them off in the bath in the bathroom, right? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, anyways, whatever. Going back to it, where were we? I don't oh, know. with... with <laughs> geez. With um, the patients. Right, integration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, how was taking patients over that were previously seeing someone else? I would find that to probably be really difficult. Right. You don't have any rapport with them. Mm -hmm. They're basically, before you see them, they're a page on a screen with treatment notes. Yeah. How was it? I mean, it is, right. you do get to know them right away, but how was that? Right. That's a that's a really good question because um, because that, that was I think those were the most challenging patients in a way because um, they become so comfortable with their their previous pre uh -huh. health right. care practitioner with their previous physio yeah um, that you uh, that that they you you kind of have to uh, you have to show them that you are able to do everything that they were able to do. Plus, maybe a little extra as well, right? Because you wanna do you wanna do kind of what what you think is best, mm -hmm. uh, right? Um, so yeah, it was always uh, hard, especially with uh, like chronic patients where they were coming uh, for for some time. Yeah, like um, I think there were a couple that uh, yeah that were there for like a couple of years already, mm -hmm. um, and uh, then taking them over, they, they were a bit more difficult. Just yeah, because, yeah, it would it would just take a little longer um, until until they buy. It, I don't want to say buy into your treatment, but no, uh, they, they feel fully comfortable with uh, what you're, with going your route versus uh, the other routes, which probably didn't differ too much. But even like any like any small change can make them make them you know back up a bit and mm -hmm. put their put their put their walls up a little bit. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think it's just like with any routine, people just get used to it, especially those chronic patients, like you said, mm -hmm. that were there for sometimes years. Mm -hmm. And that they got just got so used to kind of 
the same treatment right. and then you show up and you do something different they're like oh, what's this you know they start questioning things it's just like mm-hmm. people you get out of any routine you get a person out of any out of their daily routine and they start you know internally or externally kind of freaking out a little bit right. but once they start to kind of trust you mm-hmm. then they trust the treatment I think so that's, that's so true yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah I know I can understand how that would probably that would have probably been the hardest thing yeah yeah I, th- I think the, ma- the main thing that I've that I've learned since February um, in terms of um, getting people better is if you can't if you can't uh, show or if you can't develop that like a good therapeutic relationship with the client then there's like you can do anything but it's not gonna it's not really gonna help mm-hmm. them because they are just if they're not if they're not fully bought into what you're doing and if they don't fully trust you if they don't feel like they can uh, share everything with you and that they, they don't feel like listened in, uh, in any like in a in a certain way mm-hmm. listen uh, that they don't feel like you're listening to them about mm-hmm. all the issues mm-hmm. then uh, it can be it can be difficult uh, for them to get better I think that's a good thing that's come up recently in that at least I was taught in my undergrad a lot is that there's more there's a huge there was a huge emphasis of kind of patient-centered care yeah. when I was in school yeah. yeah probably when you were in school too but I don't think that was necessarily the case 30 years ago mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's more of a it's more of a two-way street now I believe I don't you know take my word for what it is I think it's more of a two-way street now than what it was yeah totally. a while ago where it was more of a doctor relationship where kind of I'm going to tell you what to do kind of thing mm-hmm. and you just do it but now it's kind of a you can question things like the patient can kind of question things and say oh I can't do this or you know it's more of a two way street so there's more dialogue where you're actually listening mm-hmm. instead of just kind of directing and giving yeah I think that's the case. Yeah, that that's definitely the case. I, I can't really speak to what they did uh, really thirty yeah, years me ago. Uh, I, I don't know how I don't how, know how much they valued <laughs> client centered care. I wasn't then, even but born. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I, there was just a huge emphasis on it when I was in school, and it makes yeah. sense. I think yeah. they just kind of tried to drive it home that you need to do this now, yeah. especially. Um. And then, so we worked together. I was your physio assistant for a few months. Yeah. When did you When did you leave? I May. May. I think so. Beginning of May. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I saw he had lots of growth, obviously, in that first in the months that we worked together. Wait, was it three months? Three and a half months? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it felt longer. Yeah. Longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was yeah. good. It's a good time. You um, kind of, you know, I was in those type of clinics all my life, basically. Not all my life. I wasn't injured much, but when I was, I went to physio, Cairo, massage, stuff like that. Yeah. It was so good seeing stuff that happens behind the scenes. Um, and I think it was so valuable for me to see all that stuff, all the interactions between say yourself and the massage therapist or blah 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 and anything like that um yeah it was awesome but uh our time together was awesome we made lots of jokes yeah i always talked about my favorite soccer player who recently made some big news messi no ronaldo 
Right no, though, man. Of course. <laughs> but they both made good. They both made both made big games. You're right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's touch on that well, before we get more into <laughs> sciencey stuff because I did want to talk about some football with Ooh, you. Okay. You're from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Where in here. Germany? I moved here in 2011 from Cologne. So that's Cologne. Um, Is yeah, it spelled so, like Cologne. Yeah, it's spelled, <laughs> it's, it's spelled like Cologne. Yeah. Cool. What? Um, cool. It's really okay. close to, or not not really close. It's be it'd probably be a two-hour drive from Frankfurt. Okay. Most people, I think, know Frankfurt. Yeah, I know. My dad's been to Frankfurt. Yeah, that's what a big airport. Yeah. The international airport yeah. is. Um, cool. And about an hour from the, from the, Netherlands border, the, the Germany Netherlands border. Okay. Yeah. I don't know Europe much at all. I yeah. know it's just a bunch of bunch of small <laughs> small countries. countries. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I know Germany. Where Germany is, I just don't know. You know what's surrounding it and everything like that. So. Yeah. You're probably bordered. What is on the border with it? Oh man, there's a, there are not, really? I think there are nine countries oh, that are bordering Canada. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. That's where you lose me. <laughs> that, that would be pretty cool. How is that to just here? It's so different. You can only go initially one way. Like PEI is close, New Brunswick's close. You know, Quebec's close, but you basically go left if you want to stay in Canada. You go left. You just keep going left. <laughs> Um, on a map, right. and then if you want to go, like it's not like we can go like driving a car and go across the Atlantic Ocean. Like there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> how was it? Was there many different cultures, and how was it like living with so many different countries kind of close to you? I'm sure you've been yeah. to kind of all of them. So I was actually born in the Netherlands. So I was oh, cool. I was spent a lot of time in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, loved doing vacation in Belgium. Okay. Belgium is a really nice country. Yeah. Uh, they make really good waffles, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Belgium yeah. waffles. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. If you that. ever go there, waffles. have the waffles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Was yeah. it... Uh, did the uh, cultures differ much between those countries kind um, of thing? Yeah. So um, so they all speak their own language. So the right. Dutch speak their own language. Uh, in yeah. Belgium, they speak... Um, I think they speak a mix of... Uh, so it's Dutch, German... And Italian, I think. Anyway, they call it Flemish. What? Yeah, it's like a mix of all three. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. It's, it's, it's like our Acadian French kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think there's like be, half uh, English, half French. I think you could compare those. You ever heard that? Yeah, yeah I've heard. Yeah, I've heard yeah, it before. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like whatever words, just whatever word you remember first, you just Flemish. Just, you know. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was good over there. Yeah, it was good over there. Yeah. The uh, travel is cheaper like pretty quite cheap over there right to go to different countries like to fly to different countries oh uh, like yeah, yeah i don't think it's uh, very much uh, so i was 17 at the point that i left so yeah. i d- didn't really get to explore that yeah. much um on my own yeah. but uh but yeah are, you, you can get around um pretty easily via via airplane mm-hmm. pre-covid time mm-hmm. and yeah yeah it was pretty cheap um and football is obviously huge over there Mm-hmm. Like American soccer, oh, yeah. or yes, yeah, American soccer. Um, it's huge, is yeah. it not? Like ginormous. It's so, it's so big, yeah. yeah. Every small village would have their like own. They would have their own soccer team or football team. Right. Yeah. And I think so. You're so you support, and then they do. Oh, I support. I know that they say that. Don't they, they like? They generally say the that. Club. Yeah. So who do you support? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I uh, do you know Borussia Dortmund? Yeah, you you talk. We talked about that, right? Yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, Dortmund. Okay. Yeah. And so that's that's a club from 
That's close to uh, where, uh, somewhat close to where I live. It's in the same province, but. Um, Do most yeah. people support the club where close to their where they were born? Yeah, generally. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, but then there's these massive clubs that just that, I'm. I mean, I'm a very casual, casual, casual that I, even I know about. Right. Chelsea, Manchester United. Uh, <laughs> 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 who else? All the big ones like right. uh, like Liverpool, Barcelona, Barcelona right. PSG, PSG, yeah, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. Yeah, all the big ones. I would say. Right. And Dortmund. Dort, Dort, Dortmund. <laughs> I know. Um, so, who is your favorite player? I think I know one person on the team that's really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, is so he, my is he blonde? Is he? Yeah, he's blonde. Is yeah. He, Holland? Holland, yeah. Is he on the team? He's on the team. Okay, yeah. <laughs> here we go. And then he is a beast. Yeah, wow, he's, he's, he's he is a beast. Do you know how old he is? So I think he's like 20. He's like, yeah, 21. He just turned 21. Oh, my God. And yeah. you know how much he's worth? Yeah, what's the deal with the money over there, <laughs> yeah. man? No, man, I don't know. 100 crazy. million euros? I think he, he must be the top three or top five most valuable players wow. right now because of his age, first of all. Yeah. And his, his amazing talent. He's... Uh, so they were talking about getting, or Chelsea was, uh, they were trying to get him over to play for for them, and uh, they were talking about sums of 130 million pounds. I so know, that was a pounds. pound. So yeah, in I Canadian, I, I looked into that, that would be around 210, 220 million dollars. Um, you could buy a whole, like I you could buy two teams <laughs> worth of players for that. I have no idea how transfers work. Do you have any ideas? Mm. I think um, I think first you have to make a deal with the club itself. Okay. Um, so that it's the club that would receive that money. Yeah. And then once the club agrees to the amount and that they they agree to let them that person go, like obviously they would like talk to that person like behind the scenes for for some time. But um, yeah, then after that, like if that is all uh, if that is all good. Um, then you then they have to make a deal with uh, with the player itself. So that would be so know, yeah. There's basically like some. Is there like mm-hmm. free agency? Um, yeah. So so they're okay. yeah, so you mean like uh, once they are out of their contract, they can yeah. So how wherever. I think, just correct me when I go wrong. So say ha- ha- Holland. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Holland. He's so. with Dortmund. <laughs> And Chelsea wants to get him for. I know there's a, there's a transfer fee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So say it's ten million. Obviously, it's not going to be way more than that. So say it's ten million pounds. Yeah. So they first have to pay the transfer fee to the to Dortmund. Right. Right. And then uh, that's that's what I that's what I believe is. And then <laughs> then he's like free to go, then basically. Right, if he if he's willing to do it, we basically have to buy him out. Right, because there's a contract, right? So they yeah. they would have to both agree to get out of it. Yeah, like both and then he goes there for player. like a deal, for like a deal for one thirty or whatever. Let, well, let's say yeah, I don't know what uh, what the amount would be like. Uh, they they I think they agree um, on the salary. Like, yeah, uh, like a couple million per year, or I don't know, I don't know exactly how much they make, I but know. I think they they would make a lot beside that on like the sponsorships and. Stuff like that. So, are you going to be a fan when he leaves? 
Yeah, he's, he's definitely gonna leave next he's year. He's leaving next uh, year. Isn't it always but the like transfer? The transfer period is over now, so he's gonna stay for this he's year. He's staying. Okay, that's good. Yeah, big big time. Because <laughs> it's big news. Yeah, when I know about them, means they're really good. So he's really good. Like he <laughs> yeah. must be kind of a top ten player. Yeah, you should, you should, he sucks at interviews though. You should, you should watch his interviews. They're oh, really? They're hilarious. Half of the time he doesn't even listen and he just says, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, or he'll just <laughs> it's funny. laugh and just uh, say some random words and yeah. leave. It's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, my uh, my favorite soccer player ever. The greatest. Messi. No. <laughs> no. No. I know. Ronaldo. I know there's a huge debate, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I have my type. I would rather take him. Like, I'd rather take the guy... Who's built like a machine, than built like some average dude you see on the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're I understand they're both kind of goats or whatever. But Messi has a style, Ronaldo has a style, scoring goals. That's that's my style that I like. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like with him. Yeah. But they both made huge news. I don't really know, but they were huge news. Which one was like the bigger shock? Bigger shock? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say. I would say Ronaldo. Really? To me, be, yeah. just because uh, I mean Messi. Like they knew that. Uh, right. Like, yeah. They they almost prepared you that he may be leaving, so mm-hmm. uh, it was a little less of a shock. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of shocked that they play for. I mean, they're like 35, 36 now. Yeah, they're something like they're, that. Yeah, for a soccer player or football player, that would be quite That's old. Like what? Is it really like quite old? Yeah, except a goalie. Like a, some goalies make it to like. 38 generally but yeah. I think most players they you can see like a steep decline in their performance around they haven't declined like 32 like have they declined they, maybe yeah, yeah. barely yeah I think that maybe their speed isn't quite up yeah. there anymore they're still maybe. so productive both yeah them. they are yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways uh, I like Ronaldo's <laughs> yeah, story is awesome him Messi going to PSG PSG is obviously better than Man U right that's a tough one er, I don't know what's that it's a tough one really I mean, I mean, PSG is they they're like dominating France. Yeah, right? uh, it's two different leagues. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's so hard to hard compare. to compare. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the the you have heard of the Champions League. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so yeah, that's when uh, that's when all the like the top European clubs play against each other. Uh-huh. So that would be the only time you could really compare. Yeah. And see how they do against each other. Go at it one more time. Yeah. What what's time. like your favorite thing about Ronaldo? Just I mean, you said scoring goals, but. Is there something else that you you find is just makes him stand out? Goal scorer. Goal scorer. He's yeah. the best. I think he's the best goal scorer. Yeah. Ever. Do you li- like do you like his like like personality and like all that? Oh yeah. 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 yeah he's the yeah. man. Oh yeah. Totally. He's <laughs> yeah. so invested in like yeah. the sport, right? Yeah. He's so so passionate. Even if he's like there was a couple times where he wasn't playing because of an injury, but you could see him like cheering on his team teammates yeah. the whole time. I him. think he's. Amazing. The match, yeah. yeah he's the man. Anyway. <laughs> like, he's like, he just, I compare him to, like, American. Like, I compare him to, like, Tom Brady, Kobe. Yeah. Like, the bro- those guys that are just, like, always driven to win and score. Like, he compares to Kobe, to me. Like, so well. They're just sometimes selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. I'll do anything to score. Right, like, but know when to be selfish. Know when to be selfish yeah. and that just have, like, an insane drive to win yeah. that I think compares so well. Yeah, but yeah the yeah. name of the game is scoring. 
and he does it the best. Yeah. So. And his free kick, his free just, kicks are amazing. His free kicks are amazing. He's just see the game, the match the other day, against Ireland. No, no, I did not. Like two <laughs> headers basically scored the same way in the last five minutes of the game to win really? the game. It's like really? okay, yeah, they're down one nothing. Oh. And he puts in two right away. Against Ireland. Against Ireland. Okay. He just kills them. And then he becomes the leading scorer. Oh. Or international scorer of all time or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, he's got, no. he's got like 111 international goals. 111. <laughs> he's, he's, he has so many goals. It's insane. Yeah. And those are just international goals. Those are just international oh. goals. Yeah. Yeah, some of the stuff he's done for like Portugal is like ridiculous. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, but he was like... I guess I followed him a little bit when he was on Real Madrid. That was mm-hmm. when he was like, okay, you're, you won Ballon d'Or, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like multiple a couple times. times. Yeah. And it was like, all right, you're probably, well, you're one, definitely one of the best players right now and ever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Haaland is a beast, though. Yeah, man. Dude, he's physically built. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see him in a dark alley. I saw right. him on a, I saw one of his highlights. Yeah. He was way bigger than everyone else. And I was like, all right. I like He's this dude beast, right away. Yeah. yeah, for me, I like guys that are, like, physically imposing. That right. I just think they're just better. Yeah. Because it's like him, Ronaldo, they're built. Like, right. I don't know how tall Haaland is, but he's built. Like, yeah. He's big. I think, I think it's that. And uh, it's a combination of that and just a... Uh, just to focus, just to focus. Yeah. Like when you see them play, you like know that they only have one thing in mind, and that's to like you know score, score goals. Yeah. Like what position does he play? He plays striker. Okay. Yeah. 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 Best position, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen him run? He's no. Super fast. Did he? Yeah. And he's so big. I don't know. Mbappe is <laughs> super fast. <laughs> he's got to be one of the fastest. I think so. Yeah, he's a freak. He's another yeah. crazy player that's I'm excited to see. Yeah, and he's gonna be playing with Messi and Neymar on PSG. Yeah, I know, I know, that's what it means. It's like Insane. okay, that's a super team right there. <laughs> I exactly I know those guys. I follow maybe ten players, mm-hmm. give or take, but just basically the best players in all the leagues, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, the superstars. Right. Yeah. Um other than those that, are the I most no interesting idea. to follow. Basically, right. yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm in Holland, uh, he uh he scored. He uh, he recently had his sixtieth match, and he scored sixty goals in his six in sixty matches. Insane <laughs> for football. I know it's crazy. That's it's a goal a game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, wouldn't you get like kind of tired of scoring them? <laughs> They're like by your sixtieth one. You're like yeah. I don't know. I guess they find they try and find out during, through his interviews, but they don't getting any they information don't get from him. <laughs> He's just like yeah. <laughs> yeah I score goals. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> And those guys, like, some of them don't speak English very well. Yeah. So it's, like, it's He's hard to... He's from Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to relate to them. Like, I know when Ronaldo was younger, he, like, barely spoke English. Now he's kind of better. Who, who was it? Ronaldo. Ronaldo. And you can kind of, like, know what he says. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's more relatable a little bit. I don't know. I, that's that's me. But, uh, yeah, okay, that's enough about football. Sorry, that's a quick detour. I know I had to talk about it. Um... When you were in Germany, mm-hmm. um, what made you come over here for school? So uh, my parents, they wanted, they always wanted to move. Yeah, um, right. So they moved Germany. here first. Yep. So, um, so yeah, first they moved. Um, like a, I was born in the Netherlands, so '94. Then when I was like one year old, so '95, I think they mm-hmm. they moved to Germany, and 
that's where they uh, they got jobs and like built a life there. Um, and yeah, when I was 17, so in 2011, moved to uh, Canada because they uh, they uh, there were multiple reasons. So we went to here in Nova Scotia, in Truro, to Truro actually oh, wow. uh, for vacation, <laughs> just all over oh, really? all over Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because um, my dad he knew a couple people here, uh-huh. another Dutch couple. They ran their own bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah, we came over here and we we loved it. Yeah, and they decided to move and open their own business here. So as a pastry business. Yeah, you were saying that's yeah. where are they located? So um, we had our own shop in Truro, on yeah. like Prince Street, like one of the main streets in Truro. Yeah. Um, it was called Vanderpool's Pastry, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they. But we had to we had to close it. We we had a lot of uh, people that would come. It was just so much work for too little money. Like you can't really sell pastries for more than yeah. four bucks a piece. Couple bucks. Right? Yeah. 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 And, um, but yeah, we built a good client base and we decided to go to the farmer's market. And yeah, so we're at the farmer's market every Saturday. Farmer's market? In Truro. Oh, in Truro. Okay. In Truro. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Every Saturday. Yeah. And, and we're pretty much always sold out. So it's, oh, it's really? pretty, pretty popular. It's called at Vanderpool's Pastry. Vanderpool's so, Pastry. Yeah. My last name and then Pastry. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I love pastries. I could just, <laughs> especially being from there, they probably have the best. Like being from Germany and like the Netherlands, way better than here. For pastries, I assume. I uh, I just think it's less. Uh, I mean, it's um, it's less sweet. Yeah. But it's uh, it's I don't know. It's more. Um, it's more flavor. More flavor. No more yeah. other flavors. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hard no. to hard, it's hard to describe for sure. We just have like plain whole good. wheat bread over here, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Um, I'm sure some, they. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they do well, especially farmers markets. People love farmers markets. Um, the one in Halifax is really good. Like any anytime I've been down there a couple times. The Seaport one. Yeah, the Seaport yeah. one. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that kind of vibe. Just go down like Saturday morning, blah blah blah. Get some pay, get a pastry. Yeah, yeah I, sh- I assume they sell it every yeah. Saturday. Every Sunday, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, Makes you feel so good to go to like a farmer's market, right? Yeah, you just feel like you're doing something. Like, yeah. Did did they find it hard with COVID? Like, what was there? Right. So they took a little break during yeah. COVID, just mm-hmm. um, for a few months. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They're back now. Good. Good. It was a lot. A lot of small businesses didn't survive. I think so. That's good. that They're kind of still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. My uh, my dad. He also worked at Holiday Inn for a bit. Okay. Cool. Um, like just on the side because. Um, yeah, and he worked the whole time, like even when he was doing the bar, farmers market. Yeah, uh, at Holiday Inn. Just, wow, um, cool. Because he had time. Yeah, yeah. and he he was a cook uh, on uh, on a cruise ship actually um, for for some time um, oh. in his past. Cool. And yeah, then he went he went to pastry school and uh, went uh, yeah been a pastry chef since. Awesome. So he, he does he does both right now. Oh, cool. He's a cook and a pastry chef. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so you ate good growing up. I did. Can't <laughs> I tell, did. huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's uh, I have a my godparent is um, is a cook and he is a fantastic, or he's a chef, I guess. Mm. He's a fantastic chef. Oh, okay. If I lived with them, I would be freaking big. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Oh, every time in here, it's like here it's more seafood ish. Mm-hmm. Just being from Nova Scotia and stuff. Yeah. I love seafood. Yeah. Every do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah. Do you have My a favorite, favorite food meal? ever favorite food. is uh, mussels. Mussels. Yeah. yeah. You ever had them? With, yeah, with like a sauce. Oh, yeah. Sauce. Butter or wine or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. 
yeah. And I like you have to kind of work for it. It's right. not just there. You just can't just like, you kind of <laughs> got to work for it. Same yeah. with lobster. Like I obviously love right. lobster. Oh, you'd get the whole, the whole lobster. Yeah. Whatever I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crack it. Everything. You can't have it already cracked. You got to do everything yourself. <laughs> Cause it's like, you just got to work for the good food and. See, I, I'm a little different. I, I, I just want them to give me that lobster roll and I just. Oh, no, lobster roll. roll. Just lobster. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the foods would be so much different. What was the kind of major foods over there? Pastries and stuff Ma- like major that? Major foods. Oh man, they had lots of carbs. They love, yeah. Germans love their carbs. Hot dogs. Her <laughs> wiener schnitzels. Okay. A wiener schnitzel. A, 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 a lot of potato based yeah. meals. Yeah. A wiener schnitzel is a hot dog kind of thing? No, it's uh, so it's breaded pork meat. So you take a you take a piece of pork meat. I think it's like some special kind of pork from like the pig. Yeah. And, and uh, then you flatten it with like a what is it? What do you call it? Like a meat hammer. Yeah. 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 So it's like flat yeah. and like thin. Yeah. And uh, then you pour, then you bread it with like breadcrumbs. Okay. <laughs> and then you fry it. Cool. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You just put it in like a pan. Uh huh. It's pretty good. No, that would be awesome. Obviously, yeah. like it doesn't if I really sound to, exciting, but it's, it's pretty good. If I were to ever go there, you have to get it. Just you like you kind of have to get like some sort of seafood here, or I guess we're famous for donair. Donairs, yeah. Yeah, poutines. Poutines, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I guess we're we're probably more famous for those. <laughs> I seafood here. Yeah. Seafood. Yeah, I know. Poutines, donairs, which I have no. I don't get. I don't like those. I, I just find donair. I, I hate poutine. Like I find poutine. I just wouldn't want to be like. I don't know. I mean, I mean, not to hate on poutine, but it's just. I mean, it's fries and then just cheese and gravy, right? So yeah. yeah. I you, I want to be known for something, <laughs> something, <laughs> something else, like so, some, like that, some more classy seafood, some delicacy. Something, yeah. 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 Which, which you guys are known for. Yeah. <laughs> Donair and poutine. <laughs> We're awesome. I mean, not, don't get me wrong. They they can be good. Like, they are. In certain times. <laughs> certain situations. That's certain right. Times. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The old Saturday night donair, I guess Sunday morning, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that, but uh, yeah, not not other times. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get back to I guess let's full circle this back to clinic stuff. Um, I want to ask you some more questions about um, kind of treating patients and stuff like that. Um, okay. Now, when you, when you kind of got your footing, I think we ended off there. When you got your footing at ProTX, um, did you find that you got a lot of, especially being in such a kind of smallish community? Small community. Right. I'm just going to say yeah. how it is. It's yeah. small. Yeah. Um, did you find you got a lot of referrals? So patients talking and saying, oh, Daniel's awesome. Go see Daniel. You know, stuff like that, like stuff within the community that kind of, I don't know, got you more patience, I would say. Yeah, actually, funny story. So um, a lot of people actually thought that that they were coming in because, I mean, the the physio who who I took took the patients over from, right? His name was Daniel as well. (laughs) But he went by Dan, right? Right. I, yeah, uh, so, so some people thought they were, like, uh, that I was the guy they were referred, they were, their friends referred them to. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it was actually, it was actually the other physio. <laughs> That's funny. It was all good. They, they stuck with me. And yeah. They're, 
or I guess so. It did help you a little bit. It did help me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then there are some like WCB cases of workers' compensation right. boards. So yeah. when you injure yourself at work, then you you uh, you'd come see physio. Generally, um, yeah. You'd, so you'd see them. Um, so there are WCB clinics uh, that, uh-huh. that are quali- that are like, qualified to do it. Yeah. So all you really need is just uh, right kind of testing, functional testing equipment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we s- saw a couple a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally that. forgot yeah. about that. Um, how was it like? I, I, you talked about WCB, so that's basically Workers' Compensation Board. Right. Yeah. That's. Nova Scotia only or Canada? Or? I think it's all over Canada. Is it? Okay. I think so, but uh, I yeah. don't know if it was under a different name in Canada or something like that. But I'm not sure. No, um, I'm not sure. They don't really teach you that much about it at school. Yeah. yeah. Just just some general stuff about like the forms and like stuff like yeah. that, the paperwork. Yeah. There is a lot. Of Generally, referral wise, you don't really get like you don't you just um, you're just being like told to given a few options. I think to go to a certain clinics, so it's less referral based, but it's more so who can. Like, who can do it? Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, like he said, only certain MA, only certain clinics can do the actual functional testing that they need. Yep. I guess, right. which isn't that complicated. Yeah, it's just uh, like a functional test every two weeks. It's mm-hmm. just uh, more specific to their job. Like there are some lifting, carrying, pushing, pulling activities that they yeah. that they have to do, and they have to pass certain numbers, like certain <laughs> amount of weights, to be qualified to do the certain duties at work. So every two weeks you, you'd clear them for like some activities when then there are some activities that may be a bit too early for them and it's just a way of communicating it with the employer and the case manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what was I gonna say? Um, did you, I find that WCB is really tedious, obviously, but uh, did you find that getting used to so d- you didn't really work with those kinds of clients in your placements did you um only during my private practice okay uh, so they're only private mostly only private practice well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i think all of them yeah. would be yeah, yeah. unless it would be unless like it's some more bad, severe stuff right yeah, yeah. but uh, um and it's for people that got injured at work. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So oh. they sign an agreement uh, with the employer that uh, if they, in case they get injured, that the employer has to cover the costs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's covered that. and so stuff. Yeah. That creates a little weird environment because the employer is trying to get the worker back as soon as possible. It right? is. Yeah. You are do, trying to do what's mo- what's safest for the for the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it can be a little, a little. Some some heated conversations just about like you know what they can do, what they should be doing, what they maybe shouldn't be doing at this point. It's almost like dealing with, whereas just say a regular patient comes in, it's just you and them, yep. simple, two way street basically. But say WCB, it's almost like a four way street, <laughs> <laughs> right? Where there's you, the employer, the patient, and WCB. Yeah, sometimes even there's even five or six people involved. Uh, sometimes like they need like an occupational, uh, like an occupational oh, therapist right. to yes. to look at their job site yeah. to see what uh, like what it's like because yeah um, to see what they can do maybe what they shouldn't be doing so they they fill out like bigger reports just um, for like um, and they they able to we're able to communicate better that way uh-huh. just between employer and us just uh, yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so and sometimes, uh, sometimes if the employer is not happy with your diagnosis, I've had this. Uh, I've had this happen a few times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are getting. Uh, they're getting another party to assess them too. So and then they kind of choose which one, which one they like better. Oh wow! And then yeah. they go with that. There's so that is. It's not really complex, but it, there's so many factors like you want what's best for the patient, obviously. Like that's, you're not gonna put them back to work just because the employer is like, give me my worker, I need money, basically. Like right. I need profit. Yeah. And I'm losing profit when they're away, like when they're away not working, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so much. That's like there is, yeah. butting heads a little bit, you right. know what I mean? And then you get the um, employer, or the, the employee in the, right in the middle of it, right? And they're exactly. kind of, they know what, they, they may know what's best for them, but they're, kind of conflict with you know with their employer because they can't be i mean they're in like a weird situation right they can't it's hard for them to say no to the employer because they may affect stuff there right but it's also hard to for them to say no to to like me because it's because they know that maybe would be the best thing that they could be doing so it's just yeah that there's a case manager who just kind of oversees it all yeah Sometimes you get rec- recommendations from every party, and then you have to like find what's best for, yeah. to find like a middle ground. It's it can be a mess sometimes. <laughs> it can be a little messy. It's more tricky usually than a typical private patient. Yeah, yeah. and generally you see them for longer because they um, they're almost like made to come to physio, right? Yeah. Uh, they they are often not as um, you oftentimes see that they're not quite uh, doing the exercises uh, as much as someone who's paying private because yeah. they're investing like more of their own money into it right. so with that comes just more dedication and yeah, yeah. whereas WCB their employer is basically paying for it yeah and they sh- they really have to go because if not then and they're not able to do their duties then that can can be a problem right yeah they, they like have to show up it's like a check-in and say <coughs> excuse me if they miss their um, their appointment with you then their employer will be like you know, what the hell, why'd you miss this, you know what I mean, so, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. But um, then uh, some, some employers, they they make they make them work a little longer, so sometimes because of that, I mean, they make them do more than what they're actually supposed to do, so because of that, oftentimes they don't, they're not coming in as often as they should be, so mm-hmm. that can be an issue as well, but, but yeah, yeah, so generally, most, most of them are doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if this is a good question, but what's your ideal patient like? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to treat someone everyone that, the someone same that way. Listens. <laughs> <laughs> someone that does does the exercises. <laughs> someone that does the exercises. Someone that um, someone that is motivated to someone that is motivated to come based on kind of the recommendations that you give them that. Um, that is doing the exercises for sure, and mm-hmm. that has like um, just a bit of a background in exercise, right? Just because they know the importance of it, and oftentimes it the most the hard the most difficult part is uh, why like having them realize why exercises what they what they need and why this specific exercise. Oftentimes um, you explain it to them, but uh, you just know that they're not fully getting it be- just because they don't have that ex- that positive experience with exercise in the past. They mm-hmm. just thought that it's. Uh, Every time they exercise, it's been like a like not the most pleasant experience yeah, for them. Painful, right? Yeah. So <laughs> some people get there just a bit too painful, comfortable suffering. in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah, that and um, yeah, I, I think that that would be be the yeah, biggest I, thing. I've been, yeah, I mean, I treat treat everyone the same way. Yeah, but, um, yeah I can touch be, on that yeah, a bit too, because I have a kinesiology background. Um, right. So I can, I'm kind of. If I were a patient, I'd be motivated to do this stuff. And say you were, I was your patient. You could use terms that you wouldn't usually use with a regular quote-unquote patient. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like the science-y stuff, and I want to know everything, like, you know, everything about it. But some people, do you find, I mean, obviously you're not talking physiolingo to every patient, or else they'd just be like, what are you saying? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in school, they teach you all this stuff, all this, basically the language. A yep. physio language, how to be a physio. But then when you get out, these people don't really, like the people who, you know, never touched a barbell or something, you know, whatever, stuff like that, they don't really care. I, f- I find that they yeah. don't really care. They just want you to get them better. So mm-hmm. is it difficult to not dumb it down, but uh, relate information to say a patient who has basically no knowledge of their body, of their injury, of how it happened, compared to someone like myself who would want to know everything. You could speak how you spoke in school, basically. Um, Yeah, just compare and contrast. Yeah, Yeah, so so when you... You get someone who you you know doesn't really have like a big background in exercise and doesn't really or doesn't really seem to be that interested in knowing more about kind of the injury and the whole process and they're just interested in getting them better. Oftentimes, um, sometimes it can be hard because you don't know what what they already know mm-hmm. um, and you don't know what it is exactly that they need to know. F- I mean, uh, for uh, just. Being a being sort of a new grad, I think I still have to like play around with that a little bit and like mm-hmm. just experiment a bit. But uh, oftentimes, like, there's so much information that would actually help them, and it's just about finding the right pieces of information and relaying them in the in the right right format. I feel like that could that's like an ever learning process, right? And I think uh, like analogies, uh, trying to come up with like, good analogies, how that's to part, apply, yeah, that's a great how, idea. How, how that would apply to their life, it would be the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, <laughs> yeah, I haven't really found <laughs> those yet. But they'll come to you. They'll come to me. Eventually. Just keep practicing, and they'll come to you. Yeah, but yeah, um, and then someone who, like like you, for example, yeah, who was was like was a big background like in, in sports and athletes sports, and stuff. Who was like very like interested in their care and like is always questioning why we're doing things like. It can be a, it can be like a lot of fun just mm-hmm. you know tr- uh, treating treating them just because uh, you know you, you get into really good conversations and yeah. it you you know that they are feeling really comfortable with what you're doing because you you just talked about why you're doing it what and um, what it is that's happening kind of while you're doing something or while you're putting like a, a passive modality on them what what it's what's actually what it's actually doing mm-hmm. yeah so. Yeah, I like to get into, like, muscles and, st- you know, all the nitty-gritty stuff. When, yeah. say, I was, say, I'm sore, I'm, I have an injury, like, I want to know kind of everything about it. Right. Where some people, yeah, you know, say, uh, I'll give an example. For my, so I have what's called, I mean, I call it, I, so if I were to dumb this down, mm-hmm. 
I'll actually I'll talk scientific first and then I'll dumb it down for if I were to say talk to myself and say if my if myself was a patient what I would say so I mean I have anterior pelvic tilt which is obviously I, I call it what I would say is the Instagram girl but <laughs> so the Instagram girl or the Instagram so it's where they kind of tilt their pelvis forward and their bum kind of sticks out a little bit you know those Instagram girls they're they're taking selfies they're they're kind of tilting their back like that just a um, side, yeah, I get the side view. Yeah, the side view. So the Instagram girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I would dumb that down to a patient. The, so, I mean, to a patient like my age that would know what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know <laughs> yeah. it's a little touchy or blah, 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 whatever. whatever. Yeah. This way they would remember that for sure. They'd remember, yeah, <laughs> They'd the Instagram remember. girl. Right. Um, I mean, depending on what, who you would talk to. Right? Exactly, to exactly. Um, but, yeah, I like to get into super nitty-gritty stuff, you know. Yeah. Tight hip flexors. Weak glutes, weak hamstrings, stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, how can I strengthen my glutes? How can I strengthen my hamstrings? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, other stuff like, do I have tight quads? Like, what's with my spine? Like, is my spine slightly, does it have more of a, a concave, I think, mm-hmm. curve to it than mo- most? How can I, you know, what are some postural cues that I can look for when I kind of notice that? Oh, my back's hurting because I was doing that Instagram girl <laughs> the whole day. I was standing, I was sitting. But, uh, yeah, so I like to get into super snitty-gritty stuff. But yeah. for a patient, you could just say, um, yeah, you could relate it to them more. I think it's good. But even with anyone, you can, if you relate it to their life mm-hmm. and stuff that they think about every day and stuff that they know yeah i think it's just it's easier for them to get better and remember cues and do their exercises and everything so yeah i know it's just it would be a super hard kind of balance because everyone has different uh cues or words that make them kind of oh shit maybe i should uh you know tuck my tailbone under turn my glutes on so i don't you know have my ass sticking out (laughs) (laughs) apparently unless that's what you want Unless that's what you want. But, I mean, I don't know if it's good for you. <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, do you have anything to yeah, I, yeah. add? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Analogies, yeah. That was a break, for Analogies, sure. Analogies, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just People some, remember them. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even my, like, yeah, myself, too. Like, uh, some of the some of the most, uh, the things that I remember most from my placements were some of the analogies that someone that like a supervisor would give me uh-huh. example that uh, proper recovery is like a good stock like it's you want it to be trending up but it's okay that it dips down a little bit here and there that you have like a little setback here and there yeah. but as long as the it's not linear. trend line it's not linear yeah, linear, yeah, yeah. that's the main thing I wish stocks were linear <laughs> that make me a lot happier I know it is, it is tough it's like but it is, you can relate that to like life because yeah. in recovery, because you're not always going to recover. You're not always going to, always going to get better. There's going to be peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. It's when you're in a valley, it's like, okay, I got to kind of get out of it. And I kind of, just like a stock, basically. Right. Some of them just keep going down. But right. What is that, like, a bull just, market? Just like some people, they hit the peak and then they're, <laughs> oh, crap. Different. They stop their exercises. They're, yeah. they're done. But, uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, you can always tell when they're not doing exercises. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't get any better. They're like, they kind of forget them. They're like, ah. They say they they do it, but then they look at the ground while they say yes. Or you ask them, like, yes. And then they try and, like, go to the next part of the conversation, the next they bring up something else, yeah. um, or then you ask them what uh, can, if they can if you can if they can show you uh, what, like how they've been doing them, and then they just they just don't know anything. I've been slacking recently <laughs> on, my, on a couple of my stuff because I have uh, horrible hips from playing football. Horrible. Oh, yeah. I feel like every football player horrible oh. hips. Their horrible hips are like my hips are like freaking fifty year old. <laughs> they can't move. The, uh, my internal rotation is good. My external rotation. Like awful, Crazy. worse than my physio, who I saw who was like, who's like, fifty, worse than him. I am like, yeah. oh god, I, this is horrible. So yeah, I need to do my exercises. Got to do my exercises. The best thing is just wake up, do them. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Every day, just do them. Once you get in the habit, like do it for two weeks, you'll be in the habit. Right. So. Don't. Yeah. I think that's the best time to do it. Yeah, I agree with that because just first thing in the morning or yeah. something. Because then you you don't think about it for a long time before you start doing it, right? Uh-huh. You don't come up with any kind of excuses or stories uh, that you yeah. tell yourself that like maybe you should be doing something else first. Yeah, and it's a good routine. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. Anything else you wanted to discuss on the pod? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So I've been. I came up with this. Uh, just uh, like a side, a side thing that I've been. Working on a little bit. Go into that? What's that all about? Chat, I love it. I love the that. side hustles. Love it. You need some side hustles in this right. day and age. The, yeah, I think the so nine too. to five, the one income is done. Done. Yeah. So I think an online presence these days is important. Huge. Yeah. yeah, you were saying that. Yeah. yeah. So um, what's, uh, what's, your, what's the side hustle? So uh, I've been working on it for about a, a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, just, on the, just on the side, just um, because... I mean, just in case, like, um, I I wasn't going to be fully, I mean, I, I you know what, I, I just don't make, I, what got me to start it was, uh, I, honestly, I just didn't want to work 40 hours for the rest of my life yeah. until I was yeah. 65 yeah. every week. Yeah, I just want to, like, enjoy, enjoy you, life. You want more of a work-life balance. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I don't really agree with the 40 Forty-hour work. Me week. neither. It's garbage. I think it's yeah. It's yeah. straight up garbage. It's There's like much. I think we should have a three-day weekend. You think? I. Th- I don't really know what I think, but some places in, I don't know, across the pond and stuff. I'm not sure which countries, but they have like mandatory like no non-work days and stuff like that. Right. Like yeah. Sundays in Germany, like you don't work on Sundays. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. So Sundays you don't work in Germany. Yeah. Don't like no one I mean, except the really central. Yeah, like emergency yeah. or stuff like you know right. what I mean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, why don't we have that here? Like I just <laughs> don't understand. I don't understand. People need like structured time off. I don't think the nine to five. That's dead to me. Right. It's like you you wake up, you go to work, and then you come home, and then you have supper, and then you go to yeah. bed, and then That's you dead. do that five days a week, and I then you catch up on the weekend with. Know what yeah. you missed out on during the week, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, what's the side hustle? Right. So um, I've, uh, so it's um, it's a bit of a um, blog 
kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a blog. Uh, I eventually turned it into a business. Uh, so it's called Endorphin. So it's <laughs> just me, uh, a little wordplay with being uh, or endorphin. Uh, like you may be familiar with that. Like yeah, you know, like a runner's high. That, yeah. You know, after exercise, you get that that rush of endorphins. You feel you just, you just feel great afterwards. You just don't. Uh, you're just worry free, and you just you just feel like you get you're in a great state. Yeah, uh, mentally and physically. Yeah, um, and then so endorphin fun. So it's a mix of oh, endorphin okay. and fun. Okay, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, uh, it's all about um, fitting exercise into the busy busy lifestyle and aiming to do exercise with the purpose of getting to that runner's high feeling. Mm -hmm. You know. And I believe that once you get to that level, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be doing things toward that. You're gonna make more health conscious decisions during the day. So uh, I came up with uh, so I experimented a little bit with for about a year uh, and a half with uh, like with a bit of a framework, and it's uh, it's a, just a 10, 10 to twenty minute workout that uh, that you would could do a couple times a week, and you would get to that level and. Beside the mental, beside the physical benefits that you'd get from that workout, you'd get uh, focusing on the mental uh, aspects of it. So, once you get to that level, you're going to be making you 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 may have noticed it after like a really good exercise session that you, you just make more health conscious decisions and mm -hmm. you just do things that are beneficial for your health. You're less likely to grab like um, the chips, the chips, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the protein at release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, designed mostly for busy professionals, like uh, twenty five to like forty five around that mm -hmm. age, um, and uh, yeah, and to get to that level, and then yeah, is it like a website? It's like a website. Yeah, yeah. I, right I published it. I launched it on August first. Oh, congratulations! What's it called? In and endorphin. So E N D O R P H U N. Um, is it, where is this? You may not be able to, you may not be able is to find it like, like on a Google search yet, just because uh, Google, I don't think, may, may have not have picked up on it. But if you just type it into the search bar right on here. top, like not in the Google search bar, but in the, yeah, right up there, where you type uh, the website in. Okay. Yeah, just that, dot com. Is it? That's it. Okay, cool. There it is. Cool, man. I'll check this out. So there's uh There you are right there. <laughs> okay, so where's the actual So that's so that's the uh, the guy that came out uh, okay. that I came out with. Yeah. Uh, exercise Euphoria Secrets. Uh -huh. Um so So yeah, it's uh, like a 40-page guide. Uh, just talking about the most important concepts and uh, talking about the framework, my story a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, just um, and then yeah, I'm share I share my framework there. Um, and and yeah, you post some stuff. Post some stuff. Try and do it. Uh, try and keep it up once a week. Right but on this blog stuff. Man, cool. that is that is not easy. 
I, you must have noticed that as well with your podcast. Yeah, yes, it's not coming easy. up with content <laughs> once thought, a week, I, even once a week. It's I know. Be last tough, podcast right? I put it was like a month ago. So slacking. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. It's so it's like yeah. so. There's uh, basically the framework on here. You can see different. I mean, you would have to uh, just type in your email address, so you'd have to subscribe first. Right. So, yeah. Um, the, and then you'd get that, and uh, you get the book or the the guide as well as a weekly newsletter. Cool, and then there's yeah. different uh, blogs on here, like physical therapy exercises for shoulder impingement, uh, occlusion training, the efficient workout solution, stuff like that. So yeah, um, uh, something I didn't say yet was uh, that the the framework is based on the occlusion training. Have you heard of occlusion training before? I think so. You want to describe it? Quickly yeah, or? yeah, sure. It's uh, so you uh, you take so there are those there are occlusion bands available. You would tie that around um, the around your limb. Um, yeah. The fir- the closer towards your heart the better so if you wrap it around your arm for example you would want to have it right on right by right below your armpit uh, so you tie that um, and so it tie it around it it includes includes your blood flow basically um, so is it partially the most proximal Pro- most proximal so yeah, you got it yeah. for yeah. dummies <laughs> no sorry <laughs> um, Basically, the closest to your midline or to the like center, of, center your body, of your body really. is or where you want to. Right, midline, yeah. I yeah. think it would be midline. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, what it does, it uh, temporarily occludes your blood flow. So depending on how tight you have the bands, it uh, occludes the more or less blood flow. Um, so you want to have it generally at around like a six to seven or five to seven out of 10, like on a tightness level, just based on, based on like, that's what, I know it's very subjective, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So what it does, it, uh, it makes the blood that is in your limbs, it makes it more difficult to leave. Um, so byproducts that are, that you accumulate in your muscle as a result of the exercises uh, mm-hmm. that you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have a chance to leave, or they, they have, they, they're cleared at a lesser frequency at a lesser speed than it would be if you didn't have the bands on. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you don't get as much oxygen to the working muscle. So that creates a high intensity uh, environment for your muscles to that they're working in. So you're able to get away with a much less significant, much less load during your workouts and create the same like high intensity workout than you would be getting to with like higher weight without the bands if that makes right. sense yeah totally yeah so, um, so yeah the bit there's a uh, great benefits on that it, it just uh it's a pretty new thing uh it, it just came out kind of 15 ish years ago yeah uh, there's something called katsu k-a-a-t-s-u um so that was actually started in like the uh, like late 1900s and it's uh, I think it's a Japanese form of, uh, of like occlusion training. Okay. So they started it, but there was not much research behind it at that point. But more research is coming out now in the last couple of decades about it. Now, if this is good, then this can be a good solution for, say, an elderly person who, you know what I mean, doesn't want, can't really do like heavy weights and stuff like that. Yeah. But they could still get good kind of muscle building through this sort of occlusion training. Right, yeah. Um, you have in your blog here, it says, uh, according to s- current sports science research findings, 20% of your one rep max, so obviously the max- maximum weight you're able to lift one time, can be sufficient for occlusion training to achieve similar effects of mis- muscle hypertrophy when compared to conventional resistance training. Right. So I think one example I give there uh, in that paragraph is that 
they uh, they did a so they did a study on uh, people that they were just going about the day like they normally would, and uh, they were going for like twenty minute walks or something like that every yeah. every day, I believe. Um, uh-huh. And they saw they actually saw mus muscular muscle hypertrophy, hypertrophy. yeah, okay, cool. uh, from just walking. So it yeah, so that stimulus was enough to bring about a change in the, your muscle mass mm-hmm. and strength. Yeah, that's good. That's a good market because I think that there's a lot of people that get to a certain age or a certain physical condition and they can't do much resistance training per se. Right, yeah. But I think resistance training is hugely important even when you get older, like 50 and stuff like that because yeah. your bone density just goes downhill, your muscle growth downhill but uh, even if you can do some sort of muscle weight training or occlusion training or something like that I think it's huge right Um, cardio is obviously good and there's a role of that but I think this stuff a lot of people stop right yeah which causes the decline to increase more dramatically yeah, I guess so. I think that's awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, just one more thing I wanted to say about that. Yeah. So an important uh, thing, so a great thing about the high intensity training I <coughs> find is it doesn't just give you the uh, the effect, the mus, the mus, the benefits for your for your muscle strength and endurance, but it also it's a, it's also cardiovascular. It workout, is, yeah, totally. Right? Because your heart works in direct proportion to what your muscles are exposed to. Right. Yeah. So the more demands your muscle have in terms of oxygen needs and just nutrition needs the harder your heart is going to pump right oh, and yeah. the yeah. more the longer you're able to stay in that high intensity um zone yeah like uh, 15 20 minutes yeah um then you're also giving your heart a pretty good workout so yeah. oftentimes people think like you're only cla- like your classic aerobics right just your like walking walking yeah, is enough long for cardio pieces right that's enough oh. for like your Taking care of your heart health. You can get your yeah. heart rate up to its max in like five minutes. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And I think I love doing that safely. sort of stuff. Yeah, safely too. Yeah. Like do yeah. however many burpees you can in four minutes. Yeah. You'll be huffing and puffing, your heart will be beating <laughs> through your chest. Yeah. So I know I totally I there's a there's pieces of you know, long cardio that I obviously believe in and do mm-hmm. and practice, but there's obviously cardio you can do that's, you know, five minutes long that gets your heart rate to the max. Yeah. So that when next yeah. time you do your 10K run and your heart rate's really high, that it doesn't have to beat as hard yeah. as when, you know, you were before. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's, cardio isn't an hour. Mm-hmm. Cardio isn't it time. No. It's no. not a time no. thing. It's to me, it's more of a heart rate thing. I think right. it's getting your heart rate in certain zones wherever you mm-hmm. want, basically, or yeah. you know, specific to you, yeah. um, for a duration of time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what they're basing like intensity off of too, right? So like yeah, moderate uh, vigorous activity would yeah. be. You'd, you'd need a heart rate of at least like above 100. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to that level. Yeah. To build up a sweat. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get the benefits. Yeah, cool. So that's, cool. you started that a year and a half ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So <coughs> doing a website is actually harder. Than oh, I couldn't do that, man. <laughs> I needed to take the simplest thing, the podcast, <coughs> 
and just talk and then put it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything with technology with this stuff. But uh, see the, the, the like the tutorials on YouTube, they make it look so easy. There's, there's like, look, here's this drag and drop <laughs> builder. Yeah, I feel like but I'm no. like 50. I'm like, what is this, dude? What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, so that's awesome. So uh, that's yeah, indoor thanks, fun. Man. So E N D O R P H U N. Yeah. Dot com. That's it. Awesome, man. Thanks, well, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much yeah. for coming on. Of course, thanks for good. having me. Yeah, do yeah. you want to share anything else? No, uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having oh, me man. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah no It's worries. a great thing that you're doing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Man. Keep it appreciate up. It. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank and, you. And uh, all the best in uh, Cairo school. You're off to with us pretty soon, huh? Under two weeks, man. Under two weeks? Yeah. Ooh. You nervous? Yeah. Uh, you it started be. to hit me. Started to hit me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 As soon as it got to two weeks, which was a couple of days ago, I leave on the 16th, so mm -hmm. 12 days. 12 <coughs> days. I was like, <coughs> oh, shit. I'm leaving in two weeks here. Like, <laughs> I gotta kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving this country, province. I'm going 5,000 kilometers away. How many? How many? 5,000. 5,000. Yeah, yeah. Planning well, to come back uh, like during yeah, Christmas oh yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. I'm not sure Christmas time, but uh, you know, eventually summer and stuff like that. We'll right, see. and it's four years. Uh, it's three years and three months. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. some breaks in there and stuff. So you'll be a doctor. Yeah, don't you don't call me that. You call <laughs> me Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of my friends call me that. Nope. 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 No. Okay. Only patients. Maybe we'll uh, take, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you call me doctor, I'm just slap you in the face. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. All yeah. the best, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right.